Hey everybody, welcome to episode 116 of the Bowdoin Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Jingle. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben BT. How are you doing today? Hello, doing very well, thanks. Good, good, good. And also, we've dragged on Blah Blood Ball 3 correspondent and TO extraordinaire Ian Triple Power Triple O Trips. Are you doing okay today as well? Evening, gents. All very good here as well. Now, we were just talking about like working from home and how in 2020 we were like, ah, no, you know, we'll be back in the office, we'll be back outside soon. And then obviously the commute seems terrible. Uh, But actually, as it starts to get a little bit warmer, right? Working from home starts to get a little bit worse. So, yeah. How have you been coping with the actual weather? What is this? Uh, I actually, for the first time, this year, busted out my little desk fan. <laughs> Please Bit tell me a it's USB. In midday. Please tell me it's yeah, USB. It's, yeah, yeah, battery powered, oh, USB charged. Yeah, it's amazing. Great. <laughs> I can yeah, fully like recommend a standing desk for when it starts to get warm to uh, get away from sitting on a hot chair all day long. This, I too can recommend having a lot of money. This. <laughs> 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 yes, if you need one thing for your home office setup, it is a lot of money. Uh, yeah, no. This leather chair gets quite entertaining when it when the when it starts getting above twenty degrees, and I'm here in my, yeah. my cargo shorts. Ian Hannam would be impressed, would be pleased. Um, uh, but no, I, I was just I was complaining at the beginning where I'm getting this waft of horse field into the into the office because I finally opened the window because I've been I've been terrified of opening the windows in here since that incident with the gigantic spider that just. <laughs> It just plopped onto the ground so loud that it made me look up and then it kind of just... Okay, so first thing to talk about is Blood Bowl news. Um, I think last time we did the podcast, I completely missed and forgot. I was so excited about the draft. That was it. I was so excited about the draft. You guys were like, Ben, don't forget to talk about news. And and I, I painted things. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Um, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to look at any of the comments in the video from the last podcast, but there's some absolutely brilliant ones where people are just like round seven are you kidding me about this player and i'm like yeah i didn't have a look at okay this is actually good there's a couple there's a couple of really good ones where i'm like oh yeah i know i know i know so uh when we do the sevens one coming up i think that's going to be really good now we know what we're doing and that now we're going to play out the games afterwards at some point i think i think it's going to be even more spicy and i will not be taking the nobility blitzer in the, I don't know, what was it, third round, fourth round, or some garbage? <laughs> yeah. Wild choice. Yeah. It's yeah. an optimistic pick. Uh, but anyway, we've um, we've actually got a little bit of Blood Bowl news. Um, a little bit of Blood Bowl news. It's not a team. It's not an almanac. We've had a couple of Forge World models spoiled. And the first is Grashnak Blackhoof. Uh, this dropped a couple of weeks ago. And Grashnak fine. is... It, I actually really like this model, but it is very basic. Yeah, he screams Chaos Minotaur, not Grashnak to me. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is a great generic Minotaur model. Do you know, um, I think they did the same thing with the Ratoga, right? When the Ratoga yeah. leaked, or they sent out the Ratoga instead of the Yeti or something? 
Do you remember that? Yes, that I was, do. That, yeah. was, that was wicked. <laughs> uh, everyone was like, oh, is this a star player? Is this a star player? And you looked at the model and you're like, I think this is just a generic player. And yeah, Grashnak has definitely got that vibe, but I, I, I really like this model. It's it's interesting. Like the, the flesh. I really don't like that. Really? The flesh hound head on the shoulder pad. I really don't. It looks so weird. So out of place. I think, I think, I'll, I think I, I'm going to get, I'm definitely getting this model. I think I will paint it gold as if it's like actually part of the armor. Like he's like, yeah. a, 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 like Judge Dread style. I think that would actually look better. Uh, but I, 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 actually, I actually really like this model. I don't, I don't, I'm a bit nervous about the price of it. You know, Forge are big guys. I, I think, I think they're maybe thirty pounds. I don't think. I and think, the rest. I don't know. I don't think. I think only I like remember. Treebeard was forty quid. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think the rest of them are, are only in the thirties. Um, but I mean, it's a cool model. It's a great one to see, and we've not had him for. It's been a while, right? Grashnak came out in the yeah. corn spike. Yeah. He's the lo- um, longest weighted star, I think. After yeah, with Bryce being, I think that completes all of the spike stars all of the main core rulebook stars is just one nurgle boy waiting at the moment i think now uh yeah no the head i do think i do think painting that gold just kind of as if it's just like a big old chunky shoulder pad would be cool but i i like it it's a cool model um i'm just happy with it to be honest with you uh but this one here, we had a good talk about uh, at the weekend with, with a few people. We've got Ripper. The Games Workshop Ripper has been released. No, that's not true. Has been previewed. Uh, again, saw a comment this week. They were like, are you going to order these and do an unboxing? And I was like, oh, have I missed? Have I missed Grashnut going up on sale? And no, I haven't. So it's fine. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I picked that up. No. Okay, we've got the Ripper model. And there is a lot of stuff yeah, you okay there, Trips? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mic decided to drop. <laughs> All right. With the mic drop, what do you think about the Ripper model? I'd, so I, I like the Ripper model. I think the Ripper star is one everyone's been waiting for in detail. Yeah. And in a way, it's it's a simple troll model, which is what Ripper should be. Shouldn't be massively complicated. Shouldn't be over in Bella. Should just look like a... A different troll needs more book. <laughs> so, so the great thing about the Ripper model is that we everyone thinks it's already been out, been released because because yeah. brute fun got to it. It's like so quickly. And yes, the brute the the Ripper model with a book is just. I mean, the fact he's got a book is just superior. Um, but I cannot move away from the fact that they've done such a good job getting the cartoony character of his face mm-hmm. from the art. And I think in both of these models. They are probably some of the best examples where they've taken well, this this Ripper is he just looks like the Games Workshop art. Like Yeah, so that much. is fair. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think the paint job on this this model has really done it benefit because it's so that, yeah. really well done. The 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 blending and the tones, it just really brings that face to life. Um think it will look slightly different when it's the <laughs> the fourth world gray uh, version of it and uh, it will be a challenging paint to get it to that level ben could pull this off nicely yeah 
Uh, no, I don't. Chance. I don't think my contrast method would 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 do the do the best for this. Uh, Trips. I just. I assumed you would like this because of the hazard stripes. I was like, ah, oh, they've gone with the Necromunda oh, paint scheme. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, I think it's brilliant. Here's the artwork. You can see it. Yeah. He's got the the big old Disney nose. Uh, he's got the little goggles. I think it's just awesome. Like really, really, really cool. And I have no doubt that we will see tons of ripper and tons of this model kicking around and it looks a little dumpy in this picture but sometimes that could just be the photography um it looks a little bit shorter but i mean i hope he's a, of a decent size because we've been waiting for ripper for ages and it is a really cool model and i know there's 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 already great alternatives out there but i have to say games workshop have done a really good job with this i i they, they've done a really good job i think of all of the most recent star players i don't think we've had one that's looked rubbish or anything i think puggy shoulder pads maybe a little bit too over the top but it's it's a cool model so actually they're doing a very good job with their models which is good because they're a company that sells models okay talking about it will uh, be interesting to you to, as you saying ben it will be interesting to see the price on them deep root is at 50 on Ford no. at the moment and still as 45 so, um, but then you're down to Crete and Glockelstop at 31. So 30s feels okay. But if you're getting up to 40, 50 pound for a star player, then. Where have we gotten? Where, How is it come to? Like 30 feels okay. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> what are we saying? It? Like... Um, Scylla at 40 is, is incredible, actually. That's, yeah. that's very high. That's just a strength five big guy model. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, that one, that one, that one's a bit peculiar. Um, Glottal Stop is a is a chunky boy. Like he's up there in Forge World resin grey. Um, pointing at Ian then. <laughs> yeah, Ian, Ian's got it up there on the yeah. shelf. Uh, no, this is what I'm looking forward to about getting up and setting up a streaming shed. Is I can actually have models like in places, uh, maybe even a background. Um, yeah, that's that's tough actually uh yeah 30 quid is 30 quid is fine if you've got a model that you love and it's going to be a paint project that's really good i mean ben i don't know if you've started your this going this way or not yet but i i feel like of the the three of us you're the most likely to have a 75 mil model um i haven't but i have put well i started arranging a plate i haven't actually printed it yet which will include a large scale model on it's something i do want to try that i'm yeah. going to try out soon. yeah and, yeah. and when it comes to that if having a model like this that you want to just properly paint properly like enjoy especially because star players do really give you that kind of thing they're like the they're kind of like the focus point right they're your gilliman yeah. of your army um which is which is pretty cool so uh that is it for games workshop news but it is faq time 25th of may last year they dropped the faq it is the 24th as we're recording today I'm in Bracknell tomorrow, so I really hope they don't drop it tomorrow. Uh, otherwise, I will have to leave early and shoot home, race home to do some videos. Because uh, I don't think um, filming the FAQ review from the inside of a meeting room would be ideal. Although, I could probably just take the mic with me. Um, not ideal, but what are we, uh, what are we, what are we wishlisting? Wishlisting for the FAQ. Um, I've, You know what? I don't know. So I don't know if there's anything really I'm keen for. Did they fix throw teammate yet? I can't remember. Yeah, throw teammates fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I'd, I'd like to see something else with a throw fixed, and that's bombers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd like I'd like to see the 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 bomber prices change a little bit. Maybe they'll do something with the mega mega stars. Do they um, do they did they do the mega star adjustment in the FAQ, or was that its own thing? No, that was just Last part time. of the matched play guide. Uh, but in right. the FAQ, they had that's right. They updated the FAQ document to have the mega stars in before yeah, right, the match okay. play guide arrived. Uh, which I have now lost. Hmm, that's fine. I tell you what, I've been thinking about this recently. I really like the build rules for the match play guide. It it just, I don't know, I, I really like them. I've been looking at a lot of World Cup builds and everything like that, and it's kind of like, you look at the match play guides, and I think they've got it right. Like, as... Controversial take there? No, I mean, I mean, we kind of went full circle on this with the case of, like, this is rubbish, why are they doing this, to a case of, okay... And actually, I'm quite excited to, to 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 start seeing some match play format tournaments happen. Um, the 11s one, Ben, in in Nottingham, is that going to be match play guide? Uh, I would imagine so. Yeah, I yeah. haven't done, I haven't checked. Probably should. But... <laughs> Probably <Yeah>. should. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I like the format of it. I I think they. I mean, I think we said, didn't we, when we looked through it, like they, it ends up being very similar to how we do ours when it comes to yeah. skills and values. So, I don't know, probably just a little bit biased when it comes to that. Um, and yeah, no, trips. I think you bang on the money. I think Bomber is is well, not necessarily Bomber, but potentially all Bombers. Now, uh, Dorset Dungeon Bowl, there were a few Bombers kicking around. Obviously, there was no stars allowed in Dungeon Bowl. So of the 40 teams that were there, no one took Bomber Dribble Snot. So actually, it felt really nice. Um, and it felt like the teams that had a Bomber, like there was a Fungus Flinger holding a corridor and stuff like that. It was just like, okay, that's cool. Like that, you've, you've yeah. built that. It's not just like, and this team's got Cindy and this team's got Bomber. Yeah, there weren't 20 Fight. games going on and you're like, 19 of them have got a bomber on the table. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, beachhead. Mm. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think I think the biggest clamouring out there has to be something to do with bombers. Whether it's a price increase or a rules change, I don't know, but I would welcome either and or both, I think. Um, I just, yeah, no, I wouldn't care even if they, like, ruffle stomped them out of existence for a bit. Uh, and I don't think that's what they'll do, but yeah, that would be a good change. Tiers-wise, I don't think we need any tier changes. I think tiers are fine. Orcs being in tier 2 is a sneaky little win, I think, for Orcs. But, I mean, they're not egregious Orcs. So that extra yeah, skill you're over... getting... Yeah. It's, it's not seeing an overpowered build because of it. So No. Yeah. Um. So that's all right. And then, yeah, the only thing I think missing would be wildly inaccurate. But that's not an FAQ, I don't think. I think that's just an odd rule. It's a full, yeah, a full change required. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's I'd right. like to see it change. Just rip out that page in the book and yeah. distribute yeah. it with a new one. I think we just might have to start house ruling it. Um, yeah, maybe. And just because it's a, it's a peculiar one. No, so yeah, if we if we get a bomber update, that'd be wicked. Otherwise, I, I had a real nice think about this on the way home from Entoyment. I was like, the state of Blood Bowl is actually pretty great because I was kind of griping about like, oh, we're still waiting on another team and that kind of stuff. And I do obviously want more teams because uh, more teams is more better. Um, but just to come away from a Dungeon Bowl tournament, we've got plenty to play with for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is pretty awesome. Now, that is Tabletop. If you wanted to play some Blood Bowl but didn't want to get it to the tabletop, you could almost 
go digitally. So trips, there was a Blood Bowl three update, I believe. Um, yeah. anno annoyingly, I don't think it's actually on the website. Uh, probably because they've hidden it away. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had the update that season one, which was due tomorrow, um, has been delayed and disappointingly delayed by a few weeks. Um, the oh. big things that were expected in season one were they were going to sort some administration tools out for the leagues and some detail, and then it was going to be the first blood pass, the new team that was going to come along. That was going to be free for all the players. Um, but, yeah, the several... Uh, I think trying to look at the phrase it other critical functionalities were not working and it has been delayed for a few weeks so uh not pretty tragic not, isn't it really yeah not great for uh, anything coming soon now according to their website season one starts tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> so jesus that's that's not it's not brilliant. That's I don't think my excitement for a game has ever been shattered so hard as it was for Blood Bowl 3. Like, ever. It's just wild to think about. I don't know, I was just so optimistic about it. and It has been a real letdown. Um, there's been some community posts about the number of players and it's just dropped off a cliff. Really? Yeah, that's I'm, a shame. I'm trying. I'm trying here to, to kind of put together something positive. Uh so the only positives I think I managed to come up with it were at least they told us two weeks beforehand rather than twenty-four hours beforehand. We're sorry. Although that does suggest it's pretty <laughs> badly broken. Sorry. Oh geez, um, yeah. <laughs> Actually it um, could show learning trips. You're you're right. It could yeah, show uh, learning and actually I am I am I think I'm much better off not like getting excited to start season one tomorrow and then have it not be there and have it not work um i think that's a much worse thing to do um because we did it on in february uh or whenever it came out um then then sort of say yeah it's going to be delayed for a few weeks but it will probably work when it goes live was that was that the summation well, <laughs> I'll go with if it had gone live tomorrow, it would have been broken. <laughs> and hopefully it won't be as broken or maybe yeah. when it comes out. But I think when they say a few weeks and that and it was due to come out today, that feels to me like we're not going to be seeing this until July. Ooh, that's a big hit. I mean, what do you think they're going to start doing with the roadmap at that point? Do you think they'll put the entire roadmap back? or Because they're going to have to, surely. If, if I they're... think they'll have to because I, su I suspect that the blood pass is designed that there's a certain amount of grind that you have to do within that period. Yeah. Um, and uh, if they shorten them, then the whole their whole microtransaction model is going to start to struggle. And well, Do you know what's I more micro than microtransactions? Zero because no one's playing your game. Uh, so they've achieved that. The only reason I ask is because spectator mode was due to be enacted in August, and that's the thing I'm really excited for because actually then we can start doing coverage of events and we can start calling games, which is just going to be awesome. That's what I'm really, really, really excited for. Um, but if that's going to get pushed back, I mean, I, I don't care if it gets pushed back as long as it works. Uh, I, I would like to play it now, but ultimately they're about... It, it's summer so 
there's this there's this element of outdoors that everyone's very excited about uh, especially in england because it only really happens for a few weeks um you know thought... who this podcast is for don't you <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> so i think the bit that is upsetting about if the season starts to slide is what's in season three so season three had the star player special rules so they're, they're not in at the moment updated rules from the board game which is a nice way of saying actually having it work properly as per the board game <laughs> um and for those who are playing on a system that doesn't have a big player base cross play is going to be a big thing uh because with the numbers dropping off already there are a lot of people desperately searching for a game actually that's a really good point now i would say the star player special rules i don't think it's i really don't think that's an issue like i i think it's it's yeah i think that's a that's a minor thing i mean star players are already very good like so having their special rule there is kind of like eh, not not the worst thing in the world but cross play getting the rules updated is absolutely bang on and ben when i said about summer it wasn't a case of like oh let's go outside it's just a case of oh it's too hot to play indoors <laughs> it's just oh, too, right yeah. it's just too sweaty to sit in the office or sit in the you know in the in the lounge and play video games um you know with the spiders there is that yeah yeah uh trips have they announced what the new faction is going to be for season one or are we all just decided no. that it's lizards uh we all <laughs> decided that it's lizards um it's going to be free still season one when it comes out um but yeah uh, i just i suspect we'll be waiting a couple more weeks until we get a new timeline and um uh seeing if that drums up any interest well that is a shame but there's still plenty of ways to play blood bowl i guess and tabletop and league is just like awesome anyway so it's fine painting and not painting things is good to go blood bowl 3 is just going to be it's just going to add an extra element and that i'm still looking forward to even if it's gonna be with less than half the teams and the rules don't quite work right ah oh. I, I really do admire your optimism ben it's start, un- it's I, started, I started so strong <laughs> yeah I, I did a list of pros and cons and it was like i want them to be even and it was like oh this is really difficult <laughs> I've, I've either got to put aside all my negativity or scrape the barrel for those throws <laughs> it's called blood bowl which is a cool <laughs> <Yeah>. name <laughs> yeah. oh. they communicated clearly that it was broken <laughs> yeah. communicate nice community well yeah that would that's, <laughs> that's that's where you communicate communicate with the community um or just get absolutely shivved uh in the discord which is what what happened isn't it um bless them those poor community mods oh yeah that's a brutal job i actually i sometimes think about the walk on people um back before they closed all the different pages like they'd post on facebook they'd be like here's this on facebook and everyone would just ask them questions and throw abuse at them in the, in the comments oh i don't know they've gotten sassy lately yeah. good there have been some really good responses which is quite entertaining actually so hmm. yeah. i like that i approve of that right anyway thank you trips that is a good update uh, my good i mean accurate update for blah blah three uh we've got a couple of bits of tournament coming tournament news kicking about uh first of all we are going to announce that our next tournament is not going to be until november um now the reason for this is we've got well the world cup is happening and because the world cup is happening there are a ton of events all over the place for people to get together and try out their world cup teams there's just a ton of stuff going on and um 
you know normally we would well the last couple of years we've done a summer event a summer's event uh with entoyment yep. down at the bic uh they've not hosted the bic this year in the summer so we kind of took the opportunity to go you know what there's a load of other events going around uh we're just going to go and play at other events as well so if you want to go to a tournament in the summer months uh please go check our website go to the tournaments page and if you click on find tournaments there will be a worldwide tournament listing and there are a ton of tournaments happening all around the place also check out the naf board i'm sure the facebook community is a reasonable place to you to, to go as well uh, but when it comes round to not summer on november the 4th we'll be hosting bonehead bowl which i think is going to be our fifth bonehead bowl which is which is pretty, yeah pretty awesome um it's taken six or seven years to get here cheers covid but actually you know bonehead bowl five is going to be is going to be landing remember remember the 4th of november bonehead bowl mixed teams and block so we'll be doing that i'm assuming we're going to do mixed teams again because it's bonehead bowl guys has to be yeah. I, oh, i wouldn't be, be going yeah. if it's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the year doesn't end without madness at bonehead Park. exactly and you know Which, what? even though it was five years in we'll still see teams and go never seen that before i think i think uh i think it's going to be a really good palate cleanser for a lot of people who have been like grinding for the world cup yeah. around. I mean, even in the entoyment group, you've got several of them going to the World Cup and they're trying to get their rosters together. Uh, it was quite fun talking to them at the weekend because they were like, yeah, we had this grand idea of getting together and playing loads of games and testing out and trying loads of uh, rosters and none of it's happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm settled on high elves for mine now. Oh. I've been waiting because there's a player, um, essentially as a Skaven coach in the squad, he's really good at Skaven, but he was kind of getting upset at Skaven, which was like, oh, I'm going to go high elves. And then we just sort of forced him to pick one because it's basically otherwise I need to pick another team. So, um, yeah. But no, he's going Skaven, going high elves. We've got a good mix. I think we've got uh, Tomb Kings, uh, Undead, Skaven, high elves, Underworld, mm. and Chaos Orf, I think. That is a yeah. solid mix. Yeah. Um... Good theme across the uh, squads there as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think um I think Renegades and OWA have got some sneaky good rosters for the World Cup. Yeah. I really Yeah, do. and ability as well. That's a consideration. So yeah. You love nobility though. Yeah, well. <laughs> Um, Always like to sneak it in. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of tournaments kicking up around here that it's is worth shouting out about. Gravy Bowl is coming up, which is a doubles tournament run by Joe Solo. That's happening literally in a few weeks, seventeenth uh, of June. It is a doubles event. There's Cheap Giants, uh, and it's run by Joe Solo, which should definitely be worth mentioning. It's madness. Uh, oh, there's a barbecue bowl happening in Lancashire on the twenty fourth of June. That's uh, coming up to uh, Barton Bowl in Hampshire in July. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Barton Peveril College. Yeah. Hex Baron, that one. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah. I really wanted to go to that because it's so local. Um, but I was just like, nah, damn it. I'm away that weekend. I'm playing ball games. That's a the thing. There's that we, we talked about this before, didn't we? There's, there's, there's a saturation of tournaments happening, which I, I think is really good. Yeah, no, it's a good thing, to, good problem to have. Yeah, there's too many tournaments to choose from. I, I know that when it comes to the NAF, they have this rule, which is uh, if if you try and create a tournament within, I think it's a hundred geographical miles, 
of the other tournament that it, it doesn't get sanctioned because there was a bit wow. of a bit of drama on one of the pages the other day because you've heard of the UKTC, not yeah the Blood Bowl one, the UKTC that runs 40k stuff and oh is that like the tournament circuit or something? It like is that? the tournament think... circuit yeah, okay? So yeah. the UK well the tournament circuit guys have then have created some Blood Bowl events that have been sanctioned within 100 miles on the same day as other events. And they're calling it Blood Bowl UKTC. And in the Blood Bowl world, the UK team championship is, a, is an annual thing that they've got like 200 coaches go to or something like 300 coaches go to. So there's there's this little bit of like, uh, there's, there's, there's some, not I want to say drama, but as close as we get in the Blood Bowl community of like, why have you called our tournament the same as, as why have you called your tournament the same as our tournament that's been running for years? So it's just, it's just caused confusion. Yeah, not drama. It's caused confusion. Because they're like, whoa, is the UKTC happening at a different time? Like, what's going on? Why is it in London? And it's kind of like, oh no, this is just a whole different thing. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, and uh, there's some good stuff happening all around the, the world as well. So just check the post on there in fact do you know what before we move on I, i've got a question for you what do you think is better having bigger events with more coaches like having less events but having them bigger or having more smaller events happening because i go i go both ways on this one so for me, more smaller, I think, because of the ability to get to them. And also, and we've seen it at a number of our tournaments, new players coming along. If you've got just the right size of people, you get the right atmosphere. It's very welcoming and friendly. Um, when you're in a gaming hall with hundreds of people, it's a different kind of atmosphere. You, you're not wrong, I think. Like... Uh... We had a couple of guys come down who were playing their first tournament at Dorset Dungeon Bowl. Even though that was a 40-something person tournament, it was still welcoming enough. I think because of the location. If you think back to a Beachhead, where there was, like you said, Drips, there was maybe three, maybe 400 people in the hall playing a tournament. Not all Blood Bowl, sadly. We had 80, I think. But, you know, there was like 100 and something miserable people playing Ninth Edition 40K. And there was a great little gaggle of Mantic Mad Lads and some Age of Sigmar masochists. Like, there was a, a good a good mix of players. But it was a, a real... Had a... Yeah, had a, a different vibe. I, I'll give you that. What do you think, Ben? I think it's a real mix for me. Like I'm really struggling to pick. I think if I had to pick one, I'd lean towards the more smaller ones. But I think having the odd massive event is like a real like spectacle to look forward to. Like you said, it kind of, it's kind of like oh, it's just this really big thing that gets people hyped and talking about things. And I think that I, I quite like that. But then if you can't make it, that's kind of it. It's like if you have less of them and you can't make them, it's just like great. Hmm. What do we do now? But I think having more smaller ones lets people without too much commitment actually go to them because a big one is you know it's expensive to go to them so yeah. yeah yeah it is always yeah it's always expensive isn't it um i just i've got this i've got this thing where i think i think we're going to start seeing games workshop do the world championship things for blood bowl like they are with age of sigma i don't think you know i think we've, we've talked about this before and we where it's a case of like probably not next year but the year after maybe and it would be really cool to see um, I, I guess it's because I've been thinking about like tournament rules and everything where we're kind of looking at the Games Workshop standardising like their format and I just 
Blood Bowl's always grown and has always been so cool because of the the 16 person tournament you go to with weird rules and i think that's so important to the community that yeah but the x magic and, and it fosters <laughs> it fosters little sub communities as well like I, I i i love seeing new faces in tournaments that's obviously but like it's also really cool to like have those people that you meet really only at tournaments and it's just like it's an opportunity to meet up and say hi and how you've been and stuff like that. And I, I really do like that and seeing like the familiarity. It's 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 good. And I think that kind of in tournament environment does foster those kind of relationships. Hmm. It's well. an interesting, interesting one. Anyway, uh, that is basically going to wrap up the news. Just a massive shout out to everyone out there who supports us in any way, whether you're all of our Patreons, YouTube members, you'd like, subscribe, do the stuff. Just a massive thank you uh, to everybody for helping us do what we do. And what we do is occasionally play games and paint things. So let's move on to hobby. uh has anyone painted things or played games i guess would be a good place to start uh yeah i've done a few of both um come on then bt take it away uh i think in terms of games played i actually managed to get another game of moonstone in with richard Ooh. i think that was after we recorded the last one um yeah really good that game is so good i really need to paint my stuff and play it more because that every time i play that i'm just thinking this is a really 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 good game um it's just so nonsense and fun. Uh, it's just a proper fun time. And yeah, Richard's always fun to play against. So yeah, it was, um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, painted a lot. Uh, I've been working on my Conquest army. I think I'm outside that when we last recorded. But... Yeah, I think you'd painted one dude. Now you've painted the whole unit. Is that right? Yeah, I've done a unit. I think they call them regiments in there. Um, well, I've done the first rank of the regiment. <laughs> um, so I'm just doing the second one now um yeah i mean that's going fun uh more fun than i thought the models are a bit janky but um i've kind of got a scheme that works for it is that, um, is that because of the size or what it's because of the age well not age because i can't really say they're only like five years old but um what conquest the, yeah that's way yeah. older than i thought <laughs> Excuse me. um i think these sprues have 2019 on them but where they were manufactured i think these were manufactured in like the us and it's when they were just starting up and i think it was really cheap plastic molding um ah. and so some of the really early stuff is like quite soft on the detail um and the posing is a little bit awkward but then i did also pick up some newer stuff and my word the new kits are incredible they're like i think they changed their manufacturing to poland um i don't know which company makes them um if it's not their own um and yeah the sprues are in insane like proper gw level if not better um it's crazy uh full-on plastic really nice um i'm really enjoying painting that i'm really enjoying looking at games for it i'm getting some getting a game in in july uh two of my friends were going up to uh a bungalow in the middle of the countryside in gloucestershire and staying there for four days and playing war games pretty much 24 7 24 that yeah. is a so. dream yeah, it's going to be good fun. Um, we did it a couple of years ago for board games. Uh, I think this one we're focused on Conquest. Um, do a little campaign thing going on. So, yeah, I'm well excited for that. That's just I'm trying to get these guys painted for them. That's just reliving a childhood, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's yeah. really... I'm grateful to have the opportunity to do that. Um, yeah, so it's it's a good group of friends. Um, 
I've also painted some stuff for Oath Sworn. It's a board game that I'm playing with the same friends. Um, we do every uh, two weeks, essentially. Um, we play uh, Oath Sworn, which is Oath Sworn Into the Deepwood, I think is its full name. Campaign board game. It's got incredible plastic miniatures um, that are big. I don't know if the cameras can pick this up, but these things are huge. Um, they're all multi-pose, so you can take like weapons off and put new weapons on them as you unlock them. Um, <laughs> we never will do that because it requires painting like 30 weapons. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really awesome. You, it's like a little, um, it's like separated into two parts. So you have like a story part and then you'll have the combat part. So in a story, you, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. Um, things will happen on a map and you decide where to go. You have like time units. So if you've ever played like Persona games, like you're limited to what you can do. So you need to decide what you're going to prioritize to do in that day because you can't do everything. Um, including like going to the shop takes up time and stuff like that. Um, so you do that and there's a fight and it's kind of like each chapter is separated into those two things. And the fight is like on a hex. Uh, it's like basically a huge open hex thing with a few trees and you fight a big monster, which is like this big. And uh, and all like the hexes around it matter for like facing. So you have like front flank, rear flank. Oh, it's, it's so fun. The combat system is crazy. Every all your abilities have a cooldown. So you're playing cards around a board, and it's like as you use stuff, it like shifts stuff, cycles it to, like the cooldown, and it all rotates. And as it rotates, it goes back in your hand. You can play these things, and oh, it's so crunchy. I love it. I love everything about that game. It makes me so happy. Probably the best combat system I've ever seen in a board game. So. Yeah, <laughs> that that's sounds, it for my. Uh, that absolute, sounds you know, amazing. Gushing rant. Yeah, that's a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like seven hundred grand, but um, <laughs> my friend bought it, so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be a Kickstarter game, then I imagine. It, it was. Yeah, I don't think it ever went to retail. They'll probably re-release it, but. The boxes, I think, well, both boxes are about Frosthaven size. So, I had to yeah. I had to avoid backing a Kickstarter yesterday uh, when I realised that they re they're redoing Warzone, which was a Mutant Chronicles uh, like miniatures game. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that came out, that and Chronopia came out like late nineties, early two thousands, and in Southampton you had East Street, and East Street's got Games Workshop, and across the road was a little model shop that did all trains and stuff like that called BT's, and BT's sold Warzone, and I got the Warzone book, like the rule book for Christmas, and I don't, know, I must have been like eight or something, and I remember like it, I was allowed, I was, it was awesome, I was spoiled, I was allowed to open a present on Christmas Eve, and I opened this Mutant Chronicles rule book, and I just like read it all the way through christmas eve and it was just amazing and the models were really bad like they were they were like early games workshop models but chunkier and there was just so much character to it the game and the background is just awesome then they went and made an awful movie with it starring thomas jane i think if not thomas jane the guy who looks like thomas jane because uh, there's two oh, I don't know who that is there's, there's two guys that are like there's thomas jane and there's the other one um and uh I don't know. It's just, I just, I love the idea of it. Like the the background of that world is just amazing. Like basically, some astronauts. Like it's it's a hundred or two hundred years in the future. Humanity has spread throughout the solar system and terraformed all the planets. You would love this bit, Ben, because there's there. It's all about mega corporations. So oh. mega corporations own the different planets and have got all the colonies. So Mishima, I think, have Venus. Oh, of course, and, they're Japanese. Yeah, uh, they always are, aren't they? 
yeah they i think they own like venus so they got all the jungles of venus and stuff like it's just it's just awesome but then uh some guys were exploring pluto or they found another planet beyond pluto went exploring and found this big rock seal and as you know every horror movie ever starts they open it and they let out these dark gods that have been sealed away for years and it it's basically like chaos gods but unlike warhammer which is really interesting with the exception of like the plague zombies uh they have like undead guys with army gear and guns along with these really weird uh, okay. demon guys with big guns and stuff it's just a really cool setting That's i love cool. it it's like half world war it's like world war one gothic sci-fi it's just amazing <laughs> so they brought it back like 10 years ago and the models were kind of skinny and weird and then this other company's brought it back and the models are not great like they they're not great but there's just got so much charm. I was eyeing it up and I was like, oh, this is interesting. This 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 could get me. Uh, but then I was just absolutely murdered by the fact that it was like aiming to ship in May 2024. And I'm like, ah, oh, I think I'm real. I think I'm done waiting a year or more for things on Kickstarter now. I think I've just been spoiled. Like the last couple of Kickstarters I backed, trips, you, you, you will know this better than anybody. I've been like the STL ones where it's like, and within two weeks of the Kickstarter finishing, you get your files. And, and or or Frontiers on my mini factory, where they've got this like campaign, like it's basically like a Kickstarter on my mini factory. But the second you back it, you get the files or some I of the files. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for a Kickstarter if it wasn't like you'll have the files next month. Ah, oh, the trick, whatever it is. The trick is to back something every month so that, <laughs> like, you always have something <laughs> coming out. Might not be the thing you just backed, but yeah. Uh, I love it. I just, no, I've, I've stayed away from that. Uh, but I did uh, get a couple of games in with Tiff. Uh, it was my birthday. We had the week off. Uh, we were both poorly, um, which is standard. And uh, so we mustered up the courage to play some games on my birthday, which was cool. So got Hero Realms out. Played that for the first time. Uh, played a couple of like versus games, and I bought the camp like the co-op expansion. Um, we got rinsed two times before we finally squeaked out a win. Uh, and then I read the rulebook properly and realised that we were playing on like not not like legendary mode, but the one underneath it. Uh, we we're playing on like hard mode, and it was just rubbish. Uh, it was great fun, but it was just like, oh my god, we are getting beat up, and it's really thematic, like, it's interesting, you mentioned the Choose Your Own Adventure thing, Ben, they have they do the same thing with this co-op version, it's like, and the, the, the scene setter is you are in a bar, and then there a bar fight breaks out, so you play this, like, it's just a deck builder, but but you have to like fight these guys, and we were just getting absolutely ganked by drunken bar by drunken bar people, and we're like, what the hell is this? Uh, but no, got a couple of games in with that, which was really good fun, and I think that's probably it for me for the last couple of weeks because it has just been manic trips. Anything fun for you? Uh, so painting wise, uh, no, but protect. Uh, Pretty poor zero level of painting done. That's unusual um, for you. Ooh, you know, we're yeah. like quietly churning out kill teams. Yeah, we usually, <laughs> yeah, I've got got one ready to go, but yeah, not really been enough to get around to it. But ended up doing lots of big hobby and garden hobby and those kind of practic practical things that you're like, well, th this will gain me my hobby points back <laughs> so I can have a whole day where I go, yes, yeah, I really did look after my miniatures today 
Ah, oh, wicked. Um, yeah, I think that wraps it up for me for games and hobby. Anything else you guys want to mention? No, that's about it. All right, let's talk about Dungeon Bowl. Okay, so um, I think last year we ran a bunch of cool events, and it was oh, it was awesome. But the I think the tournament I chose last year as being my favourite was probably Dungeon Bowl, because it was something we hadn't done before. We had the dungeon mats, loads of people came, and we had a load of fun. So we thought, I know, let's do it again. So we did it again, and this year, this weekend, we just wrapped up Dorset Dungeon Bowl two. And we had even more players than last year. And we had another dungeon compared to last year. And all right, there was a big thing. We were missing Milton, who's still traveling around. Um, and he looks proper holiday. Like, I, it, I, he's, he's got a glow about him that makes me worry. He's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, on my travels. And uh, he, he, he looks like he's been <laughs> through one of those de-aging hollywood machines recently and he's like it's like oh he he was smiling in a picture he sent us smiling. yeah which is crazy yes yeah. there was no perma frown it was just he just looked like a 17 year old boy who hadn't i don't know he'd never played a game against dwarfs yet that was that was the vibe <laughs> of milton's holiday anyway we were missing a milton um but we got to play Dungeon Bowl again. So uh, all the results are now up. Ben's already done it. did it on score, I think, the, 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 the next day. Uh, and uh, we've got the results up on the website now as well. So if you head on over to our website, you can go to the Dorset Dungeon Bowl tab at the top there. And you will see all the information about Dorset Dungeon Bowl. I'm going to bring up the rules on the page. I don't know if we did a Dungeon Dorset Bowl. I don't know. I don't think we did the preview episode we would normally do no, for this. We... No. So... Dorset Dungeon Bowl was a three-round Dungeon Bowl tournament at Entoyment. And guys, how good was it just being at Entoyment that day? It was really good. It was really good. Yeah, it was um it was a really just chill day. It was I, I'm so not saying chill. like all the tournaments. Yeah, I'm not saying like they're not, like they usually are. I think we say that about a lot of the tournaments, but I don't know this one in particular just felt like really relaxed and like everyone's having a really good time. <laughs> I feel really bad saying this because you had to do the score stuff and I know it was a lot of work. But but it, everyone except maybe me and Ian. Well, it felt like the easiest tournament that we had done. Like Yeah. On the day. I know that inputting the scores and double checking is always a lot of work. But I think I think you said like the, the chill version of it. Like from a TO point of view, I don't know if like so, you know, if you control or delete, you bring up the task manager and you've got the little windows and the little boxes and you've got the little graphs. Yeah. I don't know if any of our graphs really ticked up much. Oh, no. Yeah, that's true. No, yeah. No. Yeah. Which we've been in some situations. We've had some TO moments where it's been a bit ropey, where something's got a bit wrong. And, you know, the, the kind of the box gets a little bit colorful. But this was just awesome. This was just like, I don't know. It was just like a, it was just, it was felt really chill. Like you said, Ben. And uh, being in Toyman is just always bliss. Like, yeah. just, you know, the little guys there, they're so amazing. They bring you tea, you scan the QR code. They mostly bring you your burgers. Sorry about the cheeseburger trips. Um, <laughs> that was, I think, my fault. Anyways, that's fine. Anyway, we had a three-round dual-sit dungeon bowl event with three different maps for 
Dungeon Bowl. And the plan was that round one would be map one, round two would be map two, and surprise, surprise, round three would be map three. So last time we did two maps, this time we did three maps, and it just varies up. We build the maps so that they are... Um, what's the word when one side looks like the other side? Mirrored? Yes, mirrored. Symmetrical. symmetrical that's it yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all of the above yeah because <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to dungeon ball there is always that like there's a couple of things to watch out for and the biggest thing is like when you're building your map is just having one access way to a dungeon means someone can just stack four guys in there and you're just going to be rolling one or two die blocks for an hour to break through we make sure that all of our maps have multiple different routes and multiple different routes into an end zone which means that actually you get like a pretty cool game and both players have got the same side you've got the uh the teleport is all fixed you've got the uh tokens for chests all fixed as well so you get like a really good i think it's a really good way to play dungeon ball uh so registration was at 10 we pushed it back a little bit this time and uh we shortened the rounds out as well because uh, the way we score this is that actually you've get dungeon ball it's the first to a touchdown wins the game uh so to try and add a little bit more variation for tournaments we came up with the idea of a fast win so if a game ends within an hour the players get bonus points uh and it encourages players to not stall out forever and stuff like that but we found that last time i mean do you remember last year guys how many draws we had i think we had a few we had a couple I think we had one or two in the first round and then we had a few more in the second round and then I think in round three everyone was yeah. really hot. It's somewhere between like, I think it was about three or four draws across the yeah. entire day, which was great because we played, you know, 50-something games of Dungeon Ball. Um, but what that led us to see is that actually the games don't need two hours to play. So we shortened the round time a little bit. We shortened the rounds to one hour 45, which meant everyone could start a bit later, which meant we could you know the travel was a bit easier for people uh, and it also meant that we could finish a bit earlier so overall we've started at 10 we wrapped up at five and we actually were bang on the timings for, for for all of it i think which was good which makes me think that we could speed it up a bit but we'll kind of talk about that at the end and um, whether we want to or not is a different matter but uh the matches were held to a one hour 45 limit with bonus points for games finishing within an hour uh, we allowed normal teams and dungeon bowl teams with the maps all being set out because we had them printed on posters no one had to set up any maps it was all fair and safe and easy um and do you know what everybody got their rosters in it was fine there was a i think only one error that was mopped up really easily which was really cool too um it'd be, it'd be fun to, to go through the teams in a second because it was a quite a good mix of of what happened um and uh it was a thousand tv the only difference was that college teams got a bonus free reroll uh, just because we want to incentivize people building a college team. But if you didn't want to build a college team or didn't have a college team, you just ran a standard blood ball team and that was fine too. Um, everybody got a wizard because wizards are great. Skill allowance, everybody got four primary and one secondary skill. No skill stacking, just a kind of really nice simple skill package based on the fact that actually Dungeon Bowl is more complicated than standard 11s and the tournament points were a win was 30 a draw was 20 if it was a fast match 10 points uh for both players 
Um, so if you lost quickly, you would get some points to kind of compensate for the fact that you got lost quickly. But also, what it, it, it kind of is there to incentivize if you've if you've lost and you know you've lost, you're better off yielding than yeah. just like I said, just stacking a corridor yeah. and making it miserable for everybody. It, it's not it's not fun. And actually, I'm glad that we put that in there because we Me didn't too. we didn't see that. Um, three points per casualty, max three per match. <laughs> two points per chest we up that this time uh just to encourage more suicide opening of treasure Stage chests the maths even more complicated <laughs> yeah. <That's great. laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. you could see the little tick up on, on that one there and then we had the same two maps as last time and a third map which is kind of derivative of the first one no it's not really is it you've got a beautiful bit of no man's land in the center i love this corridor and i love these little two <laughs> utility rooms that kind of oh it's, it, that's a great little map i really enjoyed that one but that that was basically the tournament and the team builds um i don't know guys where, where should we start when it comes around actually chatting it through where, what do you want to start reviewing first oh uh should we talk about some of the teams that people brought yeah let's start with the teams absolutely uh okay dokie i have prepared for such an event is it this one it's not this one is it this one? I don't think it's that one either. I think... Right, okay. I've got the teams. Um, so, given that we were allowed to bring Dungeon Bowl teams and non-Dungeon Bowl teams... I don't know. We didn't do the preview because we normally do predictions, don't we? Ah, oh, oh, we missed that. Um, okay, so we had 43 teams uh, registered. And we had uh, three dropouts on the day. And four people who bought tickets didn't send in rosters, so I'm assuming their plans changed. So that's fine. Uh, we kind of we kind of oversold based on what Entoyment could deal with. Um, okay, dokie. So we had how many? Right, out of forty three rosters, how many college rosters do you think there were? Uh, I think thirty eight. Not yeah, I'd say mid mid thirties. It was 34 college teams. Oh, every okay. every college team was represented, which I was really pleased to see. Someone brought a College of Light roster. And yeah, as it's, I mean, the College of Light, I think, gets uh, a little bit of the short end currently. It, it's like, it's basically if you just want to play an Elven Union team <laughs> yeah. in Dungeon Bowl, that's basically what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, a bit yeah. uninteresting. That, that's it's good because elves are good, but it's yeah, it's probably the best way to. And do the it, wizard's actually. a bit bad. Oh yeah, the wizard. Bless the wizard. Bless the wizard. Yeah. Right. Uh, the other teams that happened were just an absolute. I was surprised. Underworld. I was not surprised by this. That was Andrew, and he had a solid plan, which was an underworld team. So you had me at underworld with a two-headed gutter runner, which I love the idea of. But running the beast wizards, because normal teams could choose which college wizard they could go with. And he was like, well, that just means I could use my snotling, I can use my goblin, I can use my gutter runner to just immediately three die block anybody that I want to at any point, just because I can, which is awesome. So he's like, just three die blitz through with a gutter runner. All you need is a push, follow up, then two plus dodge because he's got two heads. Beautiful strategy. Really like that. I love the combo there. We had an ogre team, which was awesome to see. We had a lizard man team. Um... I liked the Lizardman team's plan 
because it was kind of a case of like, I like the heavens, but I want the Croxagor. So running mm -hmm. lizards kind of gives you that angle, which I thought was really clever. And that's, oh, I have a theory about this at the end. Uh, one nobility team, which was wicked to see, because quite frankly, stand firm and fend in a corridor. Yes, not bad. No, not bad at all. Uh, do, did he have an ogre? I can't remember if he had the ogre or not. I think if you're taking four bodyguards you probably can't afford the ogre yeah well have a look in a second uh one halfling team we had some absolute nonsense teams now remember no star players so taking an all halfling team means you are an all halfling team which i thought was, yeah. was bold I, I, I love the theme behind that that was i've painted a halfling team i haven't <laughs> played with a halfling team this is a tournament i want to come to so therefore i'm playing with my halfling team <laughs> I, yeah. I, I like that. Respect that. Yeah. Uh, right. That is incorrect. Oh, yes, because of the plural. Okay, that's fine. Um, three goblin teams. And that rounds out our normal teams. I, 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 three goblin teams was awesome. Yeah. And I, I don't know when you guys were doing the walk, but those tables always looked like they were having a brilliant game. Especially round three, bottom table. <laughs> yes. Oh, what happened there? I missed that. I believe that was the uh, the blunt off. That was the blunt oh, off. Yes. Never have I seen a the bottom table game start with such a level of seriousness <laughs> and detail. <laughs> yeah. Where the two brothers met for the first time. And they were like, neither wanted to lose that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah of course, it was a good match. Greenskin Phil running goblins is not an unusual thing, mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I just love the idea of the goblin roster in the in the dungeon. Having the fanatic, uh, obviously risky, bouncing them off the walls, but having them there is just pure. Um, I mean, strength seven ball and chain is a real deterrent. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy to get assist to block that either. Because sometimes you can kind of like assist your way up to like getting a, a one die on him and taking it with a block piece and in eleven definitely like exactly a ball and chain on a Todd is just a it's just it's just a KO waiting to happen. But yeah, in dungeon ball, one goblin to support yeah. the ball and chain, and the ball and chain is just just a bigger tree man. That I, I love yeah. that. I thought that was clever. It was good techers, um, and also the chainsaw in dungeon ball is just excellent too. Because just a, a cheeky blitz is just so effective. And with no stars, it was the only way to really get it. So I, I love this. Um, we saw some goblins last year. And I, I'm not surprised that we saw some this time around. Then it brings us to the college teams. So we have the College of Light with one. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not even going to get you to guess what... Actually, I, what was? What do you think the second most popular college was? Fire? No, actually. That's fourth. Metal. Metal and life were oh, both tied okay. at five. Um, Heavens at nine, which is of no surprise. Oh, do you know what? College of Shadows was also five uh, because I've put College of Shadow and College of Shadows both here on the sheet. So adding them up brings them to five. Three beasts and three death as well. So we had a ton of uh, college teams and quite some good mixes of builds as well in there the the uh, the beast rosters were really interesting to see so uh stevie um stephen knowles brought a beasts team uh, he didn't take tackle 
Uh, but otherwise, his roster looked really, really, really cool. And the team looked really good too. Just It was just so good to see all the Minotaurs flying around. Uh, I, the, there is something about Beast's um, coast coaches. They're just... It, they're, it's just... <laughs> It's just madness. Are the orc coaches of uh, kind of? They're like more extreme than orc coaches. It's so good yeah. to see. Uh, Shadow had some great rosters out there and some real sneaky stuff. There's some brilliant stuff um, coming out of the shadows, which was nice to see. Metal is a solid roster. Life is all about the war dancers, and then Heavens was just the most popular roster by far. And Heavens just it's just just got everything. It's a mess, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Heavens is, is literally, the, it, it's that one that without thinking too hard and looking around, you can create a College of Heavens team from probably all, all of our shelves. Yeah. Do you like Amazons? Do you like Norse? Do you like Lizards? Do you like mixing those three teams together? Here's your College of Heavens. In their entirety. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely filthy you've got a couple of skinks you've got cheap access to block pieces you've got cheap access to dodge pieces and you've got i would argue two of the best strength four players in the game uh the ulf and the amazon blocker i think are up there with uh, the four-legged wonder from chaos dwarves i think i think they're just amazing and they do such a good yep. job um the life and, team and, and in dungeon ball because they've got that bit of movement which is inevitably helpful for the i'm down the wrong corridor what am i saying heavens don't have access to the ulf do they they've got access to the sauruses um yeah the ulf is in beasts because we saw a lot of those as well but yes uh we had a great mix of teams um was there anything there that you were surprised to not see or surprised to see so much of um no i'm surprised that life wasn't more popular i feel like last year there were quite a lot of life teams i think last year life was the college like that was the the thing right because you have war dancers and fungus flingers mm. and just whatever the heck else you want like would you like a bit of a halfling team would you like a couple of tree men or maybe a rot spawn like you know what, what can i do you for uh basically anything you wanted you could just get from the college of life and then yeah. you've got two war dancers so i mean life is a solid solid roster anyway isn't it so <clears throat> it was uh it was very cool to see that so not surprised with any of that um i think i think at this point like i want to talk a little bit about the day i'm a bit rambly because i had such a good time you came back after that really buzzed didn't you i it that saved me i've been so miserable for such a long time and i wrote that day off as a case of like i do not care about anything except coming along and having some fun playing some dungeon ball with people and normally i'd be hyper stressed so there was a, a you know we got the got the trophies printed and prepped which i really liked i forgot to do the nameplates which normally would have sent me into a spiral of self-loathing but actually it wasn't the end of the world and then uh we built we got some tokens ordered so everyone could use them as the teleporters and they arrived today oh they actually arrived they arrived today yes Brilliant. so i ordered some got the proofs um and with like yes please i would like 600 of those uh and uh or maybe 300 i can't remember but it was a case of like that would be great and it just took a few days too long to get here but again normally that would have sent me into a spiral of self-loathing but i, I was just like oh no it would be fine like we'll, we'll ship them out when they arrive so if you came to dorset dungeon bowl you're gonna get some tokens in the post i'll send you an email make sure you've got your current address 
think it's probably the best way to do that but yeah next couple of weeks you'll get some some dungeon ball tokens which will be quite cool um but again i was i was just like no i'm just going to go there and talk to people and just observe some dungeon ball and you know we each just kind of decided that if there was an odd man situation that we would uh each play one game so i was again i was kind of excited to do that but as it stood we had 41 coaches turn up and one had to go home because their, their kid wasn't very well so hopefully their kid's all right um and it just meant we could spend the whole day talking to people about dungeon ball oh yeah see got these little tokens with with the uh the portal numbers on the back oh perfect. so you can just put it out oh. there because one Complete thing the bonehead set. kind of yeah one thing i did find when we were playing is that if using the mats it can be easy to not pay attention to where a portal is because uh, that happened to me when i was playing against ian while filming the last um all right knife calm down the nice filming session but yeah no it was wicked so we got there we got to enjoy him i got to enjoy him about no 20 past eight trips was sitting outside already he beat me there um because of his long journey and uh we started bringing up all the stuff and setting up the tables and then we had a few people i think drew was already there as well again oh yeah yeah monstrously long journey this is something i think every tournament we run everyone is so on time it's baffling like it's 10 10 15 everyone's registered and in ready to go or not even that like i think it's by 10 o'clock we're waiting on like five people yeah <laughs> and it's like it's incredible so thank you to everyone because it makes like the admin just oh, so much makes less it so much easier and yeah and everyone coming in sort of those in a sensible time and dribbling on through means you get a chance to meet and greet people. Exactly. And it's not like a queue of 25 people trying to get up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. And that was exactly it. Although there was one point, I think it must have been about 10 to 10, where it felt like everybody turned up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were trying to like get their player numbers. But I mean, that's the advantage of having the TV with the registration screen up. In case oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Find yourself on the screen. Tell them, tell us your number. Shout it over to Trips. We've already got your roster. We've checked your roster. We've printed a couple off for you. What number are you? Twenty five. Yeah, twenty five's here. Here's your roster, uh, which is just kind of like a nice little way of doing it. While you can, like you said, Trips, just have those conversations with people. So it was really cool to be able to case of right, right. What have you brought? What's your plan? Going around and seeing all the teams. I'll put the video up in a second of all like the shots from the tournament once we're done talking through the rule set and stuff. And it was just. I don't know. It was just such a cool thing. I, I, I'm just gushing about it now. But yes, so we uh, we had everyone signed up pretty quickly, like Ben said. Uh, there were really no issues, which is fantastic when you got 40, you know, 40 plus coaches there. Entoyment is an outrageously good venue for um, for tournamenting anyway. Like an out, absolutely outrageously good venue for it. Uh so i don't know i felt like that first part of the day went really 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 well we put out our trips put the mats out as i went to buy pens because i forgot to buy pens um i forgot to bring pens again uh last time i had like 60 in the boot from the last tournament pack but i didn't I didn't this time it was very sad uh so i had to pop down to tesco grab some not a big not a big issue i didn't even realize you do that yeah 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 yeah, I didn't even see you. Oh wow! Okay, I was really had my head in head in the clouds trying oh, to fix the score for the no, day. But yeah, I, I think I think I'd done it before you got there. It was about eight yeah, o'clock or something. So. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, probably scooting in the cold at the time. Oh, of course, yeah, I rocked up kind of late, didn't I? Um, yeah. 
go. Let's put the video up in the background of the teams and the shots of the day. There we go. All the layers. Um, yeah, so it started out brilliantly. Everyone brought some really cool teams. And I, I really do feel like everybody was like, hey, this is my first tournament. Or one, <laughs> one, one bloke, which I thought was amazing, was like, oh, you know, I've only really played 11, 12 games of Dungeon Ball. And I'm like, dude... <laughs> Dude, that's, I guarantee that's way more than anybody else here. Everyone had a couple of practice games last year, played the three games on the day, and then maybe got a couple of practice games in since then. It's like, you, you, you're up there with the most experienced of anybody here. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, <laughs> Dungeon I don't think I've played any outside of the channel, to be honest. So. <laughs> Dungeon Ball's yeah. the great equalizer, which I absolutely flipping love. Um, so I've got the video up in the background now. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're not watching this on YouTube, just close your eyes unless you're driving. That would Don't do that. And just imagine scenes of dungeon carnage. Oh, there's some nice teams kicking around, actually. Big fan of the, the old frosty stormcast team that Nick brought. Kaijin Chicken. Oh, yeah. That's very cool. Were they Amazon blockers? Yes. Yeah. The Amazon, the, the College of Heavens team with converted Stormcast with like ice and frost and stuff. Uh, oh, okay, getting distracted with all the games. Oh, the couple of corridors of just absolute carnage. <laughs> that is so wicked. Oh, so good. Yeah. It's, it's one of those games you can quickly look at a game of Dungeon Bowl and see whether you're in the running around like mad idiot stage or the is it possible to get a two die block? The best bit about when those corridors get blocked up, though, is you can look at it and go, I don't know who's doing well here because I don't know which, <laughs> how it's going, and I don't know where the ball's going to go when it inevitably gets knocked down. We said this, didn't we, Trips? Because we did like the, the, first, like the walk around and came back, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on at any of the tables. I've got no idea who's winning. Because normally, like, you can go around to the top four tables and you can look and you can kind of see where the ball is. You can see the situation. In, like, a game of 11s or 7s, you keep it like, oh, you know what? They've got them on the ropes. They're they're pushing. And you just look at a game of Dungeon Bowl. First of all, you've got to find out if anybody has the ball. And then it doesn't really matter after that because it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's a really, it's really, really interesting way of looking at it. It's it, it is such a different game uh, than normal Blood Bowl for that. And it's just that that whole thing. I think this is why I, another reason I really love Dungeon Bowl. It is the most immersive of all the games, and I, I don't think I really appreciated that until oh, there's the picture of shame there with all the uh, the channel teams <laughs> in the box. Yeah. I think that was you, Ben, wasn't it? Trying yeah. to try and upset Milton from literally the other side of the world. Um, but it worked as well. <laughs> when you're playing, when you're playing Dungeon Ball, you know exactly what's going on. You can see it. You can see your next move. And then if you just wander up and look at a pitch, it, it no idea. Like, it's, it's remarkable in that regard. Oh, we had some lovely teams on the day as well. Uh, some really good teams. Anyway, uh, like I've said, I'm getting distracted by the teams. Now, all these standings and everything are available on the website. All the teams, well, who ran what was available on the, on the website as well. So, uh, round one kicked off. And, I don't know, it was just so exciting. We had 20 tables of Dungeon Bowl kicking off. We had a few uh, quick wins that kind of dribbled in. Um, and this is the downside of Dungeon Bowl, is that sometimes if someone gets a perfect hand, essentially, of dice rolls, it can be a case of grab ball, 
couple of good dodges and actually sneak in a win. So we did have a couple of games that ended within the first or 10, 15 minutes. Um, that's the only downside of Dungeon Ball. Uh, but I, I don't know. It was just... I think it's 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 something which I think maybe next time we can try and work out something. I, I'm not sure. But, like, it's usually okay because no one handles it poorly. Everyone kind of is, you know, you're expecting that with Dungeon Ball that that can happen. And a lot of the time people just sort of have, like, a little rematch, like, off the books, you know? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had some sevens going on. Um, yeah. People were backing up again, which was quite good because it meant that some some people have, like, five games on the day because um, they were like actually mm. i got my first game in learned a lot in the second game um the i mean i genuinely would love to roll with the the three the three ball model i just think it's a great way to play dungeon ball so six chests three of them are balls and actually you just keep playing on like the person who scores a touchdown with the ball, the ball and that person goes to your dugout. You can bring him back on through a teleporter, but you just keep playing on. We have the standard amount of like, right, we're going to call the round at an hour and a half. Uh, and actually, I just, I think that's going to give a better play experience. But this is the difficult thing because that just adds an extra, that does add complexity. Um, I think it could be something we consider for the next one though. Yeah. Just yeah. to mix up a bit. I... It might be worth trialing it for one of the rounds. Just mixing it up a bit. Well, we had I had quite a few people mention it. Um, in fact, we had you know it was it was great to see. We had all kinds of the age and range of the the players on the day was brilliant. So, but we had a couple of younger ones. Were like, oh yeah, we tried the the three the three ball method. It was really 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 good. I'm like amazing. Like I love that you've tested this out because I think it's just a great way to go. Oh look at these teams. Uh, I'll get really distracted and really sidetracked. But anyway, um, right, let's let's bring it back on topic. We had a tournament. We had three rounds. Loads of people turned up. That was great. It started off, no worries. We had the first round. Uh, going into the second round, we had a good m bunch of folks on the top tables, uh, including Rick. We had a little break for lunch where you could go down and do some shopping. I One thing is uh, a, couple of, a couple of people being jumped in at like 25 past nine and they were like i've already spent my pocket money today it's <laughs> <laughs> best thing about it so when is everyone's like no i've tried to walk through downstairs without getting distracted oh. i failed badly <laughs> well the best thing is they're like oh do you, sorry do you know where the toilet is i'm like yes go down the stairs walk past BattleTech, and then turn right at mantic uh <laughs> which is just absolute bliss uh we had our buddy rick on the top table going into round two which was exciting rick who came with us to warhammer world and took One. first place yeah uh and i think we ended up on two feature matches for our last streamed event as well so what would that have been bonehead bowl last year um oh he's not bad at the game now rick. Uh, rick, rick knows what he's doing he's bad at getting his roster Ooh. in he was the final person to get their roster in uh, but that's that's okay and um, the only difficult thing is like kind of going over the scores it's 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 harder to tell the story for dungeon ball than it is 11s right because you can look at the score and you can be like oh yeah they had a 2-1 yeah. it's like this so i can tell you now that in the first round we had some quick wins you no know, draws in the second round you know top table rick got fast one drew was up there as well he got a 53 pointer so that's a fast win and some treasure chests and some casualties um and 
it's kind of hard to tell the story out from that but we had a really interesting set and i don't know did you did you guys think we still had the kind of top table vibe going into round three that we would normally do at an 11s tournament uh yeah there was definitely um a lot of sort of competition because especially with this scoring system is like a lot of people can take it so in round three it was kind of you had some quick wins coming in and there was a lot of like oh is that going to be enough and then having to like trying to work out what the other players would need to do to beat them like how many chests they'd have to open and things like that and i think that was quite tense like i even think in the top maybe 10 i think that might be pushing it a bit but there were definitely some two win people overtaking three win people with yeah. the scoring system we had i think yeah, one the, actually maybe yeah there was de definitely round three there were a, a couple of games where some really big scores could move a player up from portal table five or six yeah. right up to the the top those having the having the chests worth an extra point you wouldn't think it would make a big difference but yeah, over the course of a day, you opened five test chests in three games. That's uh, as we rapidly worked out thirty points. Like I remember our hearts <laughs> racing when James Priest comes in with a pretty much perfect game on round yeah. three and just went straight to the top, and we're just like, "Wow, okay, yeah, that was an impressive result." Uh, I think a fifty-seven point game or something like that. I yeah, think, yeah, I think we, yeah, that was just beautiful to see, um, which is you know what three casualties and four chests or something five chests yeah. it's just it's just that's somebody playing to the points now and when it came to it the uh we we had a we had a we had a repeat of a winner didn't we from our last event uh so Ooh. not to spoil it because if you've been on social media you already know drew won dungeon ball so drew won beachhead 11s and then repeated and won beachhead sevens and then three peated and won Dorset Dungeon Bowl 2. He scored 150 points overall. And I know his his method there was just, you know, I need to get the bonus points. I need to focus on opening the chests because that's going to make the difference. And I mean, it it, it made the difference. Who knew, right? Uh, and uh, he had a pretty cool roster. So he was running um, Heavens. He had uh, one, two... Oh no, yeah, just two Amazon blockers. Uh, one, two Saurus blockers, a Berserker, a Valkyrie, uh, two Norse linemen, three Skinks, and four rerolls, including the free one. Uh, both the Amazon blockers had block, both the Sauruses had block and tackle on the Berserker there with block frenzy tackle as a sweeper, which I think is pretty good. Now, the interesting thing about that roster is that nothing there massively spikes out, does it? Nothing there is like, that's OP. I mean, except for obviously Amazon blockers with block. Um, I think it's just pure consistency. Mm. Oh, sorry. That's what Heavens does really well. Um, is you just have so many good players, good positions yeah. that fill a lot of roles. Um, yeah, you get the players on the board. You go, and he was clearly going after the chests, opening the chests, and then you use your player numbers to your advantage. I was assuming um, probably doing a lot of skink opening. No, I think quick. his I think his angle was the the Sauruses. Uh, high armor, oh, really? and you don't need to roll the edge to pick up the ball. So it's a case of Saurus oh, picks up true. ball. Wow! Hand off to uh, you know your Valkyrie with catch or whatever. You've just got loads of scoring threats. Everybody's a scoring yeah, threat. Yeah, wow. So yeah, it's a, a really interesting one. Um, yeah, so cool roster. Was not surprised to see a Heavens 
take it but was surprised to see drew three peats at our events we've we've got a new wayne potentially hmm. uh, i think he might have won more events than i think wayne it's one of ours now huh? i think the three in a row is the first time yeah i think yeah. i made lots so... of michael jordan references uh <laughs> to this one because i thought it was just appropriate which is not normally what could be said now uh we had Two players coming in next, 138 points. And this is the beginning of two awesome stories. The first one is the Priest pack. So David Priest and his two warriors, Sarah Jane and James, come along to uh, our entoyment events. And I think I came along to Beachhead as well. And they just have a great, great showing every single time. And they came with the Priest pack shirts this time, which was so awesome. Impressed. They'd yeah, been really good. practicing and Master Wiggins himself, Papa Priest, 138 points, took it in second. Uh, now, tied was Andrew Primack, uh, who is just, I absolutely love Andrew, not just because he played Underworld, but I loved his rost, roster because that was the plan. He, he talked to me about the plan at Beachhead. He was like, I've already, I already know what I'm running at, at Dungeon Ball. I was like, oh, yeah. He was like, yep. Yeah. Running Underworld. My plan here is two-headed, two-headed, uh, two-headed gutter. At which point I was like, "Yes, I'm on board with this plan." Um, <laughs> and it was like, "And uh, I can take the Beast Wizards three die block with the gutter runner, pop through two plus dodge into one tackle zone, like June. Just put the pressure on, put the pressure on, put the pressure on." And uh, it, it beautiful. I think he went three and zero, executed brilliantly. It also got 138 points. What a difference those chests make. Um, and that's the, the difficult, yeah. if you've got a super aggro roster, yeah. being able to, to kind of farm off the time to be able to open those extra, extra treasure chests is, is, I think a really good balancing point. So that's what, um, ultimately, uh, uh, David above Andrew at the end of the tiebreakers, cause he just had more chests, I think. And like, that's kind of the, why I like having the chest as well, cause yeah, it gives if if you're going for that super like you know ten minute win, you're missing out on quite a lot of points. So. Mm. I think we we did a good job balancing those points out. So uh, David Priest was also running heavens, uh, two Sauruses, uh, four Skinks, two Valkyries, two blockers, Amazon blocker, three Amazon blockers, all with block a portal navigator Valkyrie, which I like, and a strip ball Skink, which is clever. Ooh. I like that. That's. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of a cheeky two up block, and in Dungeon Ball that can be the absolute difference, right? I do like mm -hmm. that a lot. And Andrew's roster was Underworld. Uh, what do we had? The gutter with two heads, a thrower, blitzer with horns, three clam rats, a roger with block, uh, five goblins, one with two heads, which I like as well. One with big hand, which is actually pretty clever in Dungeon Ball. That's just a straight three plus pickup regarding tackle zones, regardless of tackle zones. So I like that too. And then a couple of snottings there as well with that uh, beast wizards. Just, just a brilliant roster. Like that's that's one of my favorite ones of like reading the the meta and just applying the team and the skills to just. I don't know, just, just capitalise on that. So, I mean, yes, I'm biased because Skaven, but, you know, I'm not wrong. But <laughs> so you're taking those teams to execute that plan specifically, and, yeah, it's good. Like that combination. Uh, then we had Juno came in fourth, uh, Zenodark, 128 points. I uh, can't quite remember what Juno was running. Uh, do, 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 College of Life. We had a rot spawn with block, oh, yeah. 
I like the rot. Oh yes, no, they had a, a beautifully converted rot spawn. Um, I think they said it wasn't quite finished, but it was like this floating absolute mess of a Nurgle monster. Absolutely awesome. Really lovely team. Bright. Uh, I think that's bright yellow one. Uh, maybe it wasn't. The oh yeah. One. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. There's some really nice stuff going on there. Uh, two bloaters, three bloaters with block, strip ball, war dancer, vanilla war dancer, two fun hoppers, a stilty, some rotter linemen, and some snotling linemen uh, just to kind of spatter about. And that's the cool thing. Normally, we'd get together and be like, hey, this is the tournament winning roster. This is what they did. This is what they picked. But I don't know what you guys think. But when it comes to Dungeon Ball, it, it, you can take whatever you want, I think like because a mix of stuff is just almost always going to be better yeah, yeah i think I know you... i'll carry on, on i was, I was gonna say i think i think we saw it on the day that um there was everyone had a slightly different tilt on on rosters um and i think other than uh, i think one poor player who who got quick wind against three times uh in the day i think everyone found that they could do something with their roster and if you if you find the right chest and you roll the right dice then yeah you can rack, rack in a win I, I i think so um i mean one roster i really do want to call out here is nick uh nick dunlop kaijin chickens heaven's roster five amazon blockers four of them with block <laughs> Uh, two Valkyries, one of them a dodge, uh, three Norse linemen, and a skink walk into a bar. Uh, but the, the key for me is just the the work they've gone into converting to all of the players. So if you've been watching on YouTube, you've seen a little Stormcast team flicker up every now and again with some beautiful ice effects. And just the fact that he'd been brewing that roster up, brewing the team up for several months and working on it, it showed me some whip uh, picks, but he uh, came on to film um, the Dungeon Bowl couple of games on the dungeon ball series and it's just oh, i don't know that that just highlighted for me one of the other great things about a tournament there they are in the background um it's just that like you can bring a team you've got play a great game you can build for that event and it becomes something so much more uh which again is just really 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 cool any other rosters you guys saw that you want to kind of flag up uh before we do the the, the role of honor uh just in terms of like from pure visual one goblin scorchers college of death was super cool. The crispy cadavers, the one that got the uh did win the best, best team, team on the day. Yeah, yeah. Um some really good looking teams though across the board. Uh, it was actually yeah, that was, that was a lot of really good, really nice painted yeah. teams. That was one of the things for me is that we when the best everyone put their teams out for while we were having lunch, it was just like so much time and effort goes into the teams, the the boards they're on, the collections. Um it's it's impressive the amount of of detail and work that people put in so really good credit to to everyone on that one motion very much seconded so as we said drew took the day at 150 points second and third place master wiggins david Proust, and andrew primek 138 points fourth was zena dark fifth was titanium boy another member of the priest pack with 117 points 112 points we had will bins at 111 we had death wish stephen knowles 109 points big shout out to stephen's wife who came along as well uh, and ended up playing a game of sevens on the day um actually there were loads of people who helped us put out the mats in between right but i've got to 
a big shout out to, to to Mr. and Mrs. Knowles there on um, helping us with the I think the round two or round three mats was awesome, and it was Ooh. lovely lovely to meet your wife Stevie. So we've had, yeah, you on the pod. Um, Kaijin Chicken at ninth spot with the Frosty Heavens team, which was cool to see. Hundred and four points there for Nick. Uh, Visigoth also hundred and four points for tenth spot. Neil Doherty hundred and four points as well. Uh, we had Hex Baron hundred one points for twelfth spot. We had Bufo Bufo at ninety nine along with toxic six mr pike himself and dalio all in the 99 points club so 13 14 and 15 there we had billis who i need to play in entoyment league actually Ooh. daniel there uh dan 93 points kevin mitchell also 93 points we had matthew derbyshire at 89 points there i think he was rocking a rocking metal team on the day which was nice to see we had phil up 88 points rick doing a terrible job of only coming 20th uh no rick it's great to see rick i know he loves some dungeon ball 86 points there we had uh, davos 81 points uh duncan 80 points monolith swat 79 points oliver baldry 78 points uh, gj 703 james 74 points along with michael dunlop who did a superb job um michael was the youngest of the dunlop crew and uh, it was quite funny talking to Nick was uh, he'd been focusing on running shadows and just kept like just college of shadowing and, and comboing out and putting off some wins. <laughs> so it was great to see that. And I think Mike, I think Michael got a win on the day as well, which was pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, the, the, the last player of the priest pack coming in there with 73 points. Uh, we had jazz man in black, 71 points, Andy Burridge, 66 points, 29th spot. Andy B. I absolutely love Andy B and his loyalty to lizards. But this time he actually yeah. took a couple of a couple of I think actually took a couple of Amazon players. Yeah. Um because he was like, I'm running heavens. I was like, Are you running heavens, Andy, or are you just running lizards? <laughs> uh and no, he ran heavens. Uh, but no, it's always nice to see uh, so many of these. 13 silver. This was Tom. Came in at 30th spot, 63 points. Tom, uh, tried to run 13 rerolls. Uh, yeah. I missed that because I was checking, do they have 11 plus players? Have they used too many skills? Have they got... Um, um, is the TV okay? So that's kind of what I was checking when I was checking the rosters. Didn't check to see whether or not they'd bought more than eight rerolls. Uh, <laughs> so it got to the day and he was like, can I run 13 rerolls? I was like, um, I am so sorry. I didn't think to check if someone would buy 13 rerolls. <laughs> it's not really something you look at. No. And he was like, well, I just had a plan, you see. Um, and we kind of came to the agreement they could buy eight rerolls, uh, have the one Dungeon Bowl free one, and then I sort of said, well, you can spend the rest on bribes instead. Uh, and he was like, no, I don't care. Nine's fine. Nine's enough. Turned out <laughs> nine was more than enough rerolls. But uh, this was... I'm going to bring this roster up because this was, this was absolutely brilliant. Uh, this was all... I believe, a Snotling roster uh, and a Snotling roster that didn't have anything else. It was just Snotlings. Um, uh, well, it was College of... <laughs> oh, gosh, where is it? Where are you? Where are you? So many so many fun rosters. All right, what player number were you? Uh, da, 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 da. Player 17. Here we go. Okay, so Tom was running... Yep. College of Life. Uh, two Stilties, two Fun Hoppers, two Flingers, 
Oh, we had two hefty blockers, two halfling hefties, and eight snotlings, along with just every reroll he could build. And he was like, well, you know, I was building a snotling roster for this, and my friend said, right, okay, uh, just take your trolls out, uh, take your... Um, Take take your, your big lads out and 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 that's it. I dare you to run that. And he did. And not only did he do that, but he won the first round as well, yeah. which was awesome. That was an absolute highlight for me. Going forty five to nineteen against Lurpak in the first round on table one. I mean, I guess it's blood bowl profiling. But when someone's running an all snotling roster, you kind of think, oh, you ah. Oh like good on you yeah. um and then when i came back and there was like yeah i could I, I i i won and his opponent was like i couldn't do anything like the corridors were just swarming with dodge sidestep nasties and it was just <laughs> and of course you know think about it if once you get the once the snotting gets the ball it's just a movement five gutter runner yeah. it's just two plus two plus two plus two plus right forever uh it's absolutely amazing so so uh, Tom just smashed it in the first round, and I was—I I think I even went around and told everybody I was like, "Team to watch here, guys!" Is the all snotting team, and they were just looking at me like I'm mad, um, which is which is fair. And I was—I said so. I said to him, "I was like, Tom, I think you've you've broken the meta here." I was like, "This is this is amazing! All those rerolls, so just get away with absolutely anything, and just the cheeky two plus plus forever was just absolutely awesome." Um, sadly, uh, his luck didn't continue. But I just absolute roster pick. A lot of respect for that. Oh, yeah. so cool. So cool. Uh, then we had 31st spot was Pagan Agent. Jez was 63 points. Then, is that right? Is that right? Goblin Scorcher, 32 with 60 points. I guess he won the last round. Um, yeah. Then you had Lurpak, 60 points. Uh, Malthus Met was, was awesome to see as well. 58 points. Tepic, the 51. Jeff, 51 uh there we had very bitty Vici 43 points t-bone 41 points frodo with 30 points and green skin phil absolutely bless him taking his goblins and having all the bad luck including like you guys said going up against his younger brother i think or older brother can't remember which way around it is in the last round on the bottom table yeah, yeah um good good game though <laughs> yeah Good the highlight of his, he, he scored the best number of points he scored all day in losing quickly to his brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other benefit of giving those 10 points to a quick loss is because those people who lose quickly still end up a bit further up the board uh, as kind of compensation. But, I mean, I could probably talk about any single one of these coaches. We had folks coming down all the way from York, which was amazing, and it was just... It was just wicked to see everyone come down and just to chat with them, talk to them about nonsense ideas, talk to them about the NFL, which was very cool. I had some great conversations. Uh, everyone is in unanimous uh, form that everyone actually likes the Las Vegas Raiders. Everyone loves the, uh, the Raiders, even if they're not very good. Um, but it was it was wicked. So, I mean, hopefully, if you came around to the tournament, you got a good chance to have a chat with some of us because it was just the highlight of my day was hanging out and chatting with everybody about Blood Bowl and nonsense and seeing all the guys. just dudes the the stories this is this is, i just i just absolutely gushed about this i was like oh how'd you get on 
and they're like yeah it wasn't bad i mean i had to move the goblin and then i used the shadow wizard to teleport the goblin but then he ran through a portal but he got the ball at the end and then and i'm like what is this this is amazing like <laughs> i also like just like the lines of so if i lose my own player into time and space do i still get a casualty do i want to leave my players on the teleporter just so i can score points i just yeah. like I, if i bring on a player and it kills another enemy player is that a casualty i'm just like i respect it but yeah, probably not but no uh, but no it's just the stories that come out of dungeon ball are even better than the stories that come out of blood ball because it's just absolutely ridiculous like if if i went home and said to tiff and she's like oh how'd you get on with the game and there was very much a case of like oh yeah the tree man got stuck in the ground but it's okay because the the bomber man came around and did it but they had a big mummy and it was a really difficult situation she'd just look at me like i was drunk or something but we we were here with a bunch of folks having a really brilliant series of actually genuine serious conversations along the lines of do i use my fireball at the beginning or do i wait for them to find the treasure chest first and i'm like this sounds like the mystic warlords of kaha like this is just this is the most memeable thing i just made me so happy so i, I just loved it other was awesome and i can't wait to do next year's uh now, yeah on next year's we should do a little little to roundup here a little to aar um timings rounds rules what were your thoughts i think it'll be completely different if we do a three ball variant and i'm up for doing that i'm up for doing uh like one hour one and a half three ball variant one and a half i reckon yeah so one and a half three balls and it means everyone gets the full length of game. It's a bit different. It mixes things up a bit. It might make people reconsider rosters. So like we had with Andrew where he was like, okay, right, I'm going to go this quick win. Let's just go. Um, I think that obviously wouldn't be as potent. So Unless yeah. you could do it three times in one game. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that is the that's the the nice bit about Dungeon Bowl is like you said, you can be done in 20 minutes. But when you go to an event... That's not always good. Like it's one of those difficult ones where we don't want to disincentivize winning, but ultimately, mm-hmm. like if you're you're turboing with with a skink or a gutter runner, you're almost doing yourself out of your time at the tournament. Um. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the three ball variant, I would lead to different matches and just fuller fuller experiences. I think. I think um, it makes for a better exhibition game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it'll stop those games that that will literally turn three, bang, done. Went to yeah. the first chest, he opened it, he ran down the middle, scored. <laughs> Damn. I, I think I think Andrew said to me he might have played like maybe eight turns of Dungeon Ball <laughs> yeah. across the day. It was like turn one, turn two, win. Turn one, two, three, win. Turn one, two, three, win. And it's like, that is, that is satisfying. The gamer in me is really like, I find that very satisfying. But... To go and play a game all day, I think I think three balls, hour and a half round, you know, plus the five, ten minute runoff period, uh, I think is is going to give a much much fuller experience to players. Yeah, um, it might encourage some colleges like Fire to make more of a showing. You know, Fire, Death, some of the slower, grindier ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I think all the maps worked well. Uh, they all uh, seemed to give different player experiences. Um, which was nice. Uh, it was quite fun to see, like 
the, the first map and then they're like oh the second map's very different for me because i've got four corridors to brew up and the third map seems to go down really well as well um yeah yeah people like that one people were excited about it as well yeah um, beforehand and that will be the the challenge for us next time is do we do we rotate out one of the maps and bring in a, a different one or not will be will be interesting to see but i like the uh I like the center zone in this one where you get those use the two t junctions as long corridors actually makes them into kind of rooms um so having everything split out was a really interesting one i like to see those games unfold that was pretty cool happy with the maps so whether we keep all three for next year which is probably the easiest thing to do especially because i've got 600 of them right there uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a big consideration <laughs> yeah they're all ready to go um the skill allowance and stuff i i felt like was 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 pretty tight and was was fine yeah i thought that yeah, worked well i don't think bringing tears in really works in dungeon ball it's too much it, it's too you know finicky yeah finicky is the one uh now the the well, i guess if we end up doing the three ball then we don't need to worry about the fast win as well Mm-hmm. it's literally a case of it can be a nil nil tie or a two one win or a three nil win and stuff well i guess the game would end at three nil but you know but i guess it gives you a fighting chance so that would help with that casualties are like that um we'd probably give points per touchdown at that point wouldn't we yeah i would imagine so yeah maybe 15 points per touchdown if you win three nil it's 45 points if you win one nil it's 15 points i don't know we can do some maths, kind of figure it out. Well, can it go on? Oh, is it when a ball when in a three ball variant when a ball is scored, is it out of play? The ball goes away. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't know if that came back on like yeah. death ball. So yeah. Okay. Uh, that could be an interesting way of doing it. Um, but I mean, yeah, kind of works as well. Uh, the chests. I we bumped up the points here from one point to two point. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah. Um, Made the scoring, we had to really double check. So that was the only thing, yeah. I think, with this scoring system in particular. Like, score was good because score, I programmed it in, it all came out fine. It all worked. But we also like to do a manual sheet to maintain because it also means we can just play it on the TV. Um, and it, more importantly, lets us co uh, cross-check our yeah. scores to make sure they're correct because sometimes it can be you can miss something in putting it having a backup is so i i think and you can agree it's a lifesaver yeah. having the two I, things um I, I think for the last one two tournaments having the two scoring systems has got us out of just having an, an a massive accident uh, yeah. by a simple typo or I think there was one where it's like, oh, we've marked as a casualty. Well, let's cross through, and it's like, actually, let's check: is it a casualty or not? But that's that's a three-point swing on on a game makes yeah. quite a bit of difference. Um, I mean, the TV is for me the all-star. <laughs> yes, it really yes. is. Because <laughs> then the coaches can come back and be like, um, actually, I won that game, but I'm putting yeah. it down as a loss. They're, they're... There was a there was a uh, uh, an unnamed coach who we shall uh, who did go well. I, I won that game. Why am I not down? It's like well because you marched it as you lost on your team sheets. They were like, oh, I filled that in wrong. It's like well, if you'd like to uh, agree with your opponent what the actual score was, we'll put that into the sheet. I guess well tough. Yeah, yeah. Again, the the benefit of having the TV up there is it it does it does mean that that works out all right. So, all right, magic. I I think I'm happy with that. Is there anything else you guys would want to introduce or change up, uh, either for the day, 
or just the event, the timings, the maps, anything? Honestly, no. I just think like after having such a good time, I think, yeah, I, I think that that it was great. I, I think I was maybe so something we definitely want to do more at tournaments is participate. And this time yes. we were definitely considering like we want to join in Rot and play. Rotational yeah. player. But I think Dungeon Bowl just doesn't quite lend itself to that when you've got scores coming in so gradually. Like at least in sevens or elevens, it's kind of at the end and you can kind of like collate it. But I think it's nice from a TO perspective to be there, chat to people about like how their game went as their score comes in. It just is nice. It's a nice thing to do rather than just sort of be busy and absent. Um, yeah, that's the so. difference, isn't it? There's there's always something for the TO to be doing in Dungeon Bowl. Yeah, Whereas, 100%. I mean, God, last time we ran an event in the tournament, you and Mill were playing Magic the Gathering. Oh, Magic is great. Yeah. In some Commander, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Um, <laughs> actually, if we, if we did the uh, the three ball variant for, for a fixed time limit, that would alleviate that for the most part wouldn't it um yeah you know uh you know first to well three three touchdowns or you know it's quite funny because i put the turn markers on the pitches and drew summoned me over and he was like what what is this like why have you why have you done this why have you put this here and i'm like because some people might want to just play to 16 turns like some people may yeah. just want to use that and that is another alternative that we could do is 16 or 24 turns but actually i think an hour and a half three touchdowns and the game's over would help with that but yeah you're, you're, you're bang on though ben um yeah we were all geared to take a round each weren't we and uh run on yeah. man in um but hey we've got bonehead bowl coming up in november so make could, it happen we could definitely do something for that especially as it's in a tournament and it 40 40 coaches is <laughs> how crazy is that is is fine <laughs> yeah it's, it's quite a quite a low number well, now <laughs> we're, we're really lucky with the, in having the tournament enjoyment the, the place works it's there's food and drink on site uh you can go downstairs and spend all your pocket money in between games in detail <laughs> produces the right atmosphere it's not it's not crunched around the tables i think that's a big thing the layout i think that we we noticed, we remembered to notice when Pete came and talked to us is that they've replaced all the lights upstairs um, in the tournament. And actually looking at it and looking at some of the pictures, it's made a big difference. It's a lot cleaner and um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just a really good environment to play with other gamers for a day. And I think that's the thing that everyone enjoyed was having a great day. Yeah, definitely. But I guess just to wrap up, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who came down. Um, sorry we didn't get a chance to stream it, but when we uh, we found out that we'd sold out and there was a couple of other things going on in Toyman that day, we really didn't think we'd have the space. Um, and I think we made the right choice in not doing it because actually it meant it was much more relaxed. We could uh, see and chat and hang out with everybody all day, which was just beautiful so uh massive thank you to everybody who came down and played and a big thank you to you two for for to in on the day because although it is um you know all right now it's still a lot of work to you know do scores double check the scores make score make sure score works make sure you've got all the naf numbers and get it all right which i didn't do the same way that milton does which caused us a bit of an issue in round one um, <laughs> 
Milton Wilver's head. <laughs> yes. Milton, bonehead ball, this is all yours, man. But no, superb job. So thank you very much, guys. And uh, yeah, I think we'll wrap up the episode for today. Uh, we should be back next week to talk about the FAQ, however. So come on, bomber fix. That out, right? Anyway, thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more bubble content. Happy blocking. <laughs>